So you think you've got some problems, you've got some obstacles, things that are keeping you from getting the success and the, the love and everything else that you have been desperately wanting. You think these things are in your way, yet I'm here to tell you they're not. And we're going to be talking about the, uh, that today because we've got a series of men throughout history who have had even bigger problems than what you have and have still managed to come out on top. We're going to be talking about men who overcame the odds, episode number 115 of The Relaxed Male. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Male, podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about men who have overcome incredible odds and gotten what they're gotten success and and accolations galore because of it. And but before we jump in there, I want to say thank you very much for all you new guys who are coming in, listening, having a uh, uh, having a lesson or two, or learning, discovering. The power that is actually inside of you, discovering that that nice guy that you have been playing, entertaining for most of your life is not serving you, is not doing you any good, not helping you in any way, form or fashion. And so we're here at Relax Mail to get that nice guy, kick him to the curb so you can actually step into your masculinity and actually live the life you want on your terms. And doing so allows you to breathe and to not stress about stuff quite as much because you know what? Your life is doing pretty dang well when you live life on your terms, not on your mom's terms, not on anybody else's terms, but strictly on your terms. And that's what I wanted to, we're going to be talking about. We have all sorts of problems in our life. I mean, I'm trying to get uh, this coaching business up and really going. I want to start making some serious uh serious money with it, be able to leave my day job so that I can just be here to help you men out on a daily basis. But to be able to do that, you know, there are obstacles to get it, to get out of the way. I have to be able to start bringing some money in before I can turn off the, the water spigot, the money spigot, so to speak, uh, of the day job. So to be able to do that, I've got to do a lot of, do a lot of work. I'm going through process of learning proper ways to coach, learning to, uh, sorry, got a, <laughs> got a hair in my, uh, in my stash. It's curling up and poking and, and tickling my nose. So, but anyhow, so you guys <laughs> already starting off great, isn't it? Uh, why don't you trust this guy? This guy can't even complete a full sentence without, you know, without, you know, talking, <laughs> going off rails. So, but anyhow, so we have life issues. We have these different circumstances that are in our life. We have problems that are unique to us. We're always talking about, you know, well, I can't because of this. I can't because of that. I can't because of whatever. And those reasons are 
just that. They're just reasons. They're thoughts that we have in our head. And there are many men who have had larger problems who still were able to overcome those odds and to become great men. Uh, the first one I want to talk about, I've actually labeled as a hockey accident. And this is back in the winter of 1855. A bunch of boys were out playing on a frozen lake or river. They were on some ice, either way. And they were playing hockey. When suddenly our hero of this particular story had a hockey stick collide with his face. And it wasn't just a gentle tap or a knock. It knocked him out of school. He was uh, rehab and all that that from way back in that time. It took a long time for young our uh, hero Will to really get his um, uh, get his bearings straight and get back to, uh, back on his feet and be able to go out. But the problem that was is that it took him so long to recover from that hockey accident that he ended up having to drop out of school. He was, he was going, he had this dream. He had this huge dream of, of going to Yale and becoming a college graduate from Yale University. And this caused him to actually sink into a very deep depressive state. You may be able to kind of relate with a little bit of that. You probably have had something that you wanted to do. You knew you were going to be great. And the moment you started to do it, all of a sudden life came along and knocked you upside the head and your your thoughts and your dreams and all that went out the door. Will had the same problem. He ended up staying home. He had to tend to his mother who uh, ended up dying of tuberculosis. And in 1889, Will's brother and him opened up a newspaper shop and they were fairly successful at that, but they also had other interests and they started to look into their different passions. And one of their passions was playing, working on bicycles. And so they also opened up a bicycle shop from there. They started to create one of the greatest inventions of the 20th century. And actually in this time, it was the the 19th century. And that was, they created the first airplane. Will is Wilbur Wright. Wilbur Wright was going to go to college. He was going to be rich and successful that way. But instead, he became, he, if he had done that, we've been years and years down the road before somebody probably would have figured out how to make a heavier than air flying aircraft. So he overcame those obstacles. He, he wasn't his, his, he could have easily given up. He could have easily stopped and been a, you know, just been a newspaper man. And he would have been okay with that. But he, him and his brother came together. And with that, that mastermind technique that they had where they worked on each, worked off of each other's skills and strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that, they were able to pro- provide and build and actually fly the very first airplane. Now, only one cell. Now, this one here is a bit of a downer. But, and this is what happens when you when you give up on your acre of di- diamonds well before you actually make it. Now, if you've not ever heard of the Acre of Diamonds, it's, uh, it's a book that, oh, who, who wrote it? Uh, Anyhow, I'm not even going to go dig into it. But anyhow, there, it's, this is a book, and it talks about how a farmer was 
trying to in in Africa was trying to get uh, his crops, he was trying to eke out a living, uh, being a farmer. And he tried and 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 couldn't do it. Eventually, he sold his his uh, land to another man, and he went and moved into the city. Well, the, the man there, he was out walking his fields and, and walking the property as you normally do. And he looked down and he found a diamond in one of the creeks that ran through his property. It turned out that he this land that he bought was one of the richest diamond deposits ever. And all he had to do was just, the previous owner had to do was just look a little bit, be a little more observant. And he would have been able to have had this, he would have had a wealthy, uh, luxurious life, but he didn't because he was too busy being focused in on just one thing instead of looking at other possibilities. Well, the guy in our story, uh, was a starving artist and uh, he tried and tried and tried. He sold some drawings. He, he, he would draw and he sold those from time to time. But the problem that he was having is that he couldn't sell his paintings. He was able to, in his whole life to sell what they say is just one painting. And that painting, he sold it for only 400 Belgian francs. So kind of an insult to injuries. It was hardly anything to be able to do. And in the end, this guy ended up killing himself at the age of 37 because he thought he was an abject failure. Yet this guy's name is Vincent Van Gogh. He, a lot of people want to say that his, 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 his issues and his problems came about because he didn't, it wasn't until he actually he didn't get it famous until I actually died. And that can be, can be looked at it like that. But at the same time, he was just, he had gave up too soon. If he had just kept being as prolific of a painter, he, people would have eventually noticed him. It wasn't long after that that people noticed and saw what Van Gogh was actually painting and they actually took a liking to it. And he changed, uh, the art world, uh, uh, for the better. I mean, he's got, yeah, he's got some paintings where people have, you know, their eyes on the side of their face, but you know, that's his, that was his style. And it, and it just takes time for the right people to come along and to find who you are. Now, the next one is, was titled try, try again. And now this guy, our, our hero here, Tom didn't give up. He was not going to give up. He had ADD and he, uh, he's actually was kicked out of school from what I understand. He was, I wasn't able to find the actual details of it, but some, I, I recall distinctly in my, in school that Tom got kicked out and I think he actually set fire to something, some part of the, uh, of the school. But anyhow, he was always, dreaming. He couldn't sit still. He was always very precocious, very, his attention wouldn't set for one place long, very long. So he didn't, wasn't very good at making it through school. But even though he didn't stay in school and he only got like a seventh grade education, when he finally, you know, they, the school finally is like, dude, we can't do nothing with you. You got to learn to sit still sometime. He didn't let that get in his way. He still hungered for 
knowledge. He wanted to know as much of anything that he could. Now he had the chance to learn about stuff that he really was interested in. And so he became an inventor and he started inventing all sorts of wonderful, wonderful inventions. Uh, this, this, uh, MP3 that you're listening to this podcast off of is actually a very long relation to one of the big inventions that Tom created. It was called the Edison phone. That should give the big hint. Tom is Thomas Edison. And he did not give up on when he was trying to do something. If he was hell-bent on figuring it out, he may not be able to focus on it for a real long time, but he did not give up just because something didn't work. Uh, it is fam- He's famous for uh, for the fact that he tried 10,000 diff- different combinations of materials to get a, an electric light bulb up, up and working. He tried many different ways. He tried cotton and cotton with, uh, with another chemical and he tried different metals and eventually he found tungsten carbide worked real well, but it still, it would light up and burn up in no time. Eventually he figured out, you know what? We take that tungsten carbide and we put it in a vacuum. So there's no air. All of a sudden it lights up and it stays lit. And a, when he displayed his new invention, the electric light bulb, one of the a reporter often asked him, "Is like, what's it like to fail 10,000 times? And he now has one of the more famous sayings that he said, I didn't fail. I just found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb, 10,000 ways that didn't work. He kept trying. He had a bull-headed determination to make sure that he got this thing right. And it, he finally, he got it. He, it took a long old while to get it, but it took a, but he finally was able to persevere. And that's something that you can actually take. If you're having a problem, if you're not getting the answers to your problem, right, then keep pushing, man, keep hammering away at it. Much like Van Gogh, don't give up, don't stop because there is a, that veil that separates you from failure and and success is very, very fine. Very, very thin. It seems like it's a brick wall, man, but it's not it. You just go through, you can push yourself through there. And when you get to the other side, all of a sudden you realize exactly how thin that veil of, of limiting thoughts and limiting beliefs and what's actually holding you back is just that thin. It's not, it's nothing, you know, it's a, just a little bitty barrier that looked mountainous, but it honest, in all reality was just, uh, it was a twig across the street, across the road, and it your car didn't stop on it. Now, another one is about, uh, called the abject failure. Now, this young man, he uh, is the epitome of life learning lessons. Uh, he has tried several times. He tried to uh, his hand at business. And each time he tried his hand at business, it failed. He tried being a, uh, tried getting into different public offices and he failed. He tried him. He, uh, he had his, uh, felt, saw a met a woman, beautiful woman that he just was absolutely crazy about and married her. And, uh, she, she ended up dying. I mean, a lot of us want to say that our past holds us back, but again, he, 
it didn't hold him back. Yeah, he loved his first wife dearly. He ended up marrying a second woman who apparently was not very nice at all because she nagged him and scolded him all the time because he was because he wanted better. He wouldn't just settle for good enough. And she was just kept hammering, do what, you know, settle for good. And that's another good example of what our our hero of this particular story is about. He didn't settle for good enough. You're going to have friends and family and and all and all those around you who don't understand what your dream is, don't understand what your motivation is, and they're going to tell you quit pushing so hard. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to make yourself upset. And yeah, our guy ended up even after his first wife died, he ended up having a mental breakdown. And because of that mental breakdown, he actually suffered from depression regularly throughout the rest of his life. But he didn't give up. He lost three attempts to get elected into Congress. Uh, the first or second one, he, out of the 21 clergymen who were set to to elect, uh, to decide who they were going to elect for to be the nomination for, for like vice president, he 19 of them rejected his offer. He could not get a break, man, until eventually he did. He kept on going, kept on pushing, kept on trying something new. And he became the 16th president of the United States. Our hero is Abraham Lincoln. And the fact that he became president broke the country. It turned the North and the South into warring. We had a civil uh, breakout, a civil war in our country. We lost the highest body count uh, of any war we've ever been in because it was American versus American. Yet even then he wasn't, he was able to reunite the country and abolish slavery in the process, all because he didn't settle. So you can become just as, as dogged, just as determined not to settle, to become a, a person who is going out for what he wants. He won, Abraham Lincoln wanted to make sure that he got the best and he did get the best and he was able, he became one of the most well-known presidents in our, in our nation. Now the last, the last one that I have is again, not giving up is the, as the key here and to have somebody who's in your corner helps out tremendously because how many of y'all are writers I'm some, sure some of y'all have a writer inside of you. Maybe you're trying to write. And Stephen King was the same way. Stephen King's first book got rejected no less than 30 times. There were so many rejection letters that the nail that he used to hold his rejection letters up on the wall wouldn't hold them anymore. And it, you know, they, it fell out. It wouldn't hold that all the rejection letters that he got when he was writing Carrie. He actually, halfway through it or so, got fed up and so frustrated that he wanted to quit. And he took the manuscript, threw it in the trash. But then his wife, Tabitha, came along, fished it out, and convinced him to keep at it, to keep pushing, to keep trying, keep going at it. Because some, this is a good story. This is something uh, that needed to be needed to be said. It was something he needed. And she, Tabitha saw that and convinced Stephen to keep going 
on. He persisted, and though he didn't see the rege- and as he persisted, and each time he tried, he knew that this book wanted to come go out, and he kept getting a no, no. But he saw it as basically not the, from this publisher. He was willing to get uncomfortable, willing to be rejected to get this book out. Now, once he finally found a publisher and became wild, wildly successful. That wasn't the end of Stephen's problems. No, Stephen King actually developed a liking to alcohol and and cocaine, and his he got so bad in the benders doing the benders that he actually doesn't even remember writing his book Cujo. So he was faced with another challenge, and he got himself up, got himself clean, and continued writing. And then, if you remember. Back in the early 2000s, along the way, Stephen King got hit by a van. He was just out for a walk and got hit by a van. And I often joke that the van broke Stephen King because after that, his stories weren't quite the same. But at the same time, he didn't stop. He started, he got back into writing. He took, did rehab. He did all those hard things. And now he is back to where he could, he's, where he's writing again, and he's yeah, he's writing more true crime or crime style uh, novels, not so much the boogeyman in the, in the park type of a uh, in the dark type of uh, uh, books, but he's still out writing and writing some fairly hefty tomes. He's gotten back into writing short stories more than the long long novels, but still he has he do- hasn't quit writing. He feeds his passion on a very regular basis. Now, these are all guys that have had their obstacles, and there's many more. Jim Carrey was homeless for a while. Disney had so many roadblocks that you would have thought he would have... There's no way that Disney uh, could have come around to becoming the large, one of the largest media companies, if not the largest media company in the world. We all have problems. We all have obstacles. But it's our thoughts that hold, are keeping us playing small. It's our thoughts that are keeping us from being able to reach those lofty goals that we really want to have. Because we don't, we are afraid of the what ifs. We are afraid of the what's going to happen here. What's going to, what's keeping, it's this thing. It's this, you know, this obstacle. I don't have a good enough car. You know, whatever the excuse is that you have in your life is the reason, is the very main reason, the very reason as to what's holding you back, keeping you from being the the great success that you are, are destined to be. If you want help with that, I've got a lot of different ways that we can, you can be, uh, be supported. If you want to get out of that limiting belief, that limiting mindset, there's the men's group. We, that feeds that, that fourth pillar of a relaxed male of your community because you're going to have a group of men that you meet with on a weekly basis and we work things out. Whatever your problem is, whatever your goal is, whatever your trials and tribulations are, we can help you get a different way of looking at things, different change that line of thinking that you are having so that you can actually see an obstacle as being a learning experience, being a learning a means to learn and grow instead of being something that is bad, big, bad, and scary and is going to hold you in place instead of allowing you to grow. Or if you are, don't want to have a, a join a men's group, there's also, and you're, 
weekly is uh, is too much. I also have a coaching program that you can also come along, come to, and I, you and me, one on one, will spend about an hour hashing over your thoughts, taking your thoughts out, looking at them, and showing you exactly, hey, this is how your thoughts are keeping you from becoming the great man that you want to be, becoming that getting rid of that nice guy, taking that nice guy, kicking him to the curb, as I said at the the beginning. These are ways that I can actually help you. If you're interested in either one of those, uh, if you're interested in the Brotherhood, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash Brotherhood, or you can go to uh, Brian uh, relaxmail.com forward slash coaching, and you'll take you over to the coaching page. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. If you got anything out of this, got any type of inspiration, any type of insight, Please share this out, man. We are starting to actually grow, and I am excited to see some of this. We had a couple, whoever it was, back on, I believe, uh, the 12th, or no, the 20th, somewhere along that way, somebody went through and downloaded all my back catalog. Dude, whoever did that, if that's you, shoot me an email, brian at relaxmail.com. I would love to talk to you and apologize for having to do go through 114, now 115 uh, episodes uh, of listening to me ramble because I, I I understand that is a lot of Brian Goodwin to go through. That is, uh, that can, <laughs> that can almost, uh, that can almost uh, be, be rough and almost considered cruel and unusual punishment, especially if you're putting your children through that. So, but anyhow, man, I want to thank you so much for those downloading my, my past, uh, past episodes. That's, uh, absolutely amazing. Guys, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you also because man, y'all, uh, Spotify is starting to take off. I don't know where they're going. I'm not the biggest, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest fan of Spotify as a podcasting platform, but if that's what you like to listen to on, dude, you do you. And I like that. I, but we're growing all in all, right? We're getting more and more and more people listening. If you're on Ariel, then also thank you. There are so many platforms. If you're wanting to subscribe to the show, it's quite easy. You can go to relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe. And I have got, you know, Apple podcast, Google podcast, uh, Deezer, all the different platforms out there. I've even got fountain and, and some of the, some of the new, uh, podcasting 2.0 apps out there that you can actually play on, listen on. And if you wanted to, to boost, Oh, and speaking of boosting, dude, somebody boosted my, uh, one of my episodes. I don't know who I couldn't figure out what, uh, what, where it was from, but either if that was you, thank you for boosting. That's, that's nice. That was uh 500 and something or 400 and something odd, uh, uh, Satoshis that were uh, sent over to me, and I am eternally grateful for that. That was kind of a little, gave me just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, thank you, uh, a little bit of, uh, juice in the tank. Yeah, that's the word I'm, uh, phrase I'm using. So, but anyhow, guys, thank y'all so much. Thanks so much for everything you're doing. Share this out, share it on your Facebooks, text it over to a friend if you find, found any value in it. Because, man, this is just, life is getting good, life is getting better, and life is going to be great. Right.